know? That was uh, Eli, our main man, on the guitar. Jericho with his closest friends, his disciples. 
And they're roaming through town, walking on the streets. And normally when Jesus is around, there's a big crowd that is around. And that's exactly what's going on in this story. And the Bible tells us that. And then it kind of pans scenes to this blind beggar whose name is Bartimaeus. And he's just kicking it on a curb on the roadside. Just sitting there. Homeboy can't see anything. And then the Bible records that he hears that Jesus is in town. Can't see him, but hears that he's in town. So he calls out. says, Jesus, have mercy on me. And people around him are like, bro, be quiet. Are you kidding me? But the Bible says that Bartimaeus cries out even louder and says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus hears him. He stops. He says to his disciples, hey, call him. Tell him to come over here. So the disciples go over and say, hey, bro, get up. He's calling you. And the Bible records that Bartimaeus gets up, goes to where Jesus is. And then Jesus asks him a question. How crazy is that? The Son of God asks a blind beggar a question. Hey, what can I do for you? And the blind man Bartimaeus says, I just want to see. And Jesus says, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, the Bible records, he recovers his sight. In that moment, he is no longer blind, but he can see. Friends, tonight my hope is that through this story in the Bible that we just read, you and I would come to understand the truth that he is calling As we dive in together, would you pray with me real quick? Lord God, we thank you so much for these moments right now that we get to share together as a community of young people. God, we thank you so much for Chipotle. Lord God, we thank you so much for the goodness of your grace. And would you help us tonight to have enough courage to lean in to what you might want to say to us, Lord Jesus. We love you, we praise you, and we ask in the name of Jesus that you would bring the Sonics back next year. And everybody say Amen. you all. I'm going to tell you a story that took me a long time to get over, but that's okay. Has anyone ever in their life felt insecure? It's okay. You can lie if you want to. It's fine. Yeah, okay, cool. So, me, freshman year of high school, I didn't look this, you know, physique wasn't fully established yet. Uh, I looked like a toothpick. I looked pretty much like a loser. Uh, but first week of freshman year, roaming the halls of Gay Harbor High School, and I'm wearing shorts. Why? Because who wears pants? And I'm wearing shorts freshman year. And I'm walking just down the halls, kind of like downstairs where like the angry like Spanish teachers are. And I'm down there, and I just like walk by a group of people. And I hear them say, oh my gosh, look at how skinny that dude's legs are. And I was like, poor kid. And I was like, they're talking about me. And then like, I was like, whatever, like kind of like brush it off. And then I'm like walking into lunch, not like directly after that, but later on that day. And all of a sudden I see like a group of table, like they were like some juniors or some seniors. And I hear them like, that's how they laugh. And, and they were like, look at this dude's legs, like look at how skinny they are. And I was like, poor dude, what are they talking about? They're talking about me again. <laughs> Next day at school, I wear shorts again, board shorts. Why? Because who wears pants? I go to school, and I'm roaming the halls, and there's a girl that's behind me as I'm walking to class in my Jansport backpack, and I'm cruising, and she goes, do you know how skinny your legs are? And I was like, I guess. And she was like, you like shouldn't wear pants, or you shouldn't like wear shorts. Your legs are like super skinny, like you kind of look like a girl. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Didn't have a cell phone, couldn't call my mom. Walking around the whole rest of the day. I'm not making this up. Lunchtime rolls around again. I'm walking into lunch. Jansport backpack looking fresh. Got my billabong tee on. 
no board shorts. Walk by the same table. The people at the table are like, dude, he's wearing shorts again. Look at those legs. And I was like, my word, like, this is the worst place on earth. And they're like dying laughing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So the next day of school, I wake up in the morning. I put on some sweatpants. I put on some more sweatpants. I put on another pair of like, you know, like thermals, like what you'd wear to the mountain, like skin tight so the sweatpants are like sucked in. And then I put my jeans on, on top of three layers of pants. And I'm like, skinny legs now, let's go. I show up at school, and I kid you not, like I weigh like 40 pounds as a freshman. So like from here to here is like, and my legs are like, and I'm like walking around the school like, like this. And then all of a sudden, I'm like walking around and nobody's making fun of me. I'm like, let's go. I'm like not concerned what people are thinking about me. And then I'm sitting there in math class. And I got the urge to go to the restroom. So I'm like, gotta get up and go to the bathroom, teach. And she's like, it's good. So I start walking down. And I'm like, had three Gatorades this morning. This should be fine. And I start cruising. And I like get into the bathroom. And I take off my jeans. And I'm having a hard time getting the belt going. I'm a freshman, okay? So I'm like having a hard time. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to pee my pants right now. And I'm like, but it's good. So I like get, try, I finally get my jeans down. And I got those thermals that are like extra tight on my like three layers of sweatpants. Try to get those down. Finally get those down. All the way down to where my last sweatpants are. And I just let loose. <laughs> all over. And I'm like, oh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. But it's like, it's good. It's good. So I pull up my other sweatpants. Pull up my other sweatpants. Pull up my thermals. Pull up my jeans. Walk out. Guess what leaked through all the way to the jeans? My piss. It smelled like R. Kelly sheets. But, anyways, I'm walking down the hall. Only like four people. Praise God. Praise God. Only like four people saw me. And they saw that I had wet myself. Go to the, the principal's office. Go home. Cry myself to sleep for like three years. I'm still recovering. Anyways, the reason that I tell you that story is I remember, and I'm not just making this up, but honestly, for the next five years of my life, until what I would have been a freshman in college, I struggled with so much insecurity about my skinny legs that I never wanted to wear shorts. I was like, mm-mm. It'd be like 85 degrees, summertime, me on the boat. It's like, let me put a wetsuit on. Actually, let me put three wetsuits on so I look thick. <laughs> and I struggle with it. And I don't know about you, but maybe you've been there before. Maybe you've been so caught up in what other people think about you that all of a sudden where you get your value is what other people think. Anyone ever been there? Show of hands. Maybe. You can be honest. You can lie if you want to. That's fine. I think that all of humanity, every person at some point in their life has been concerned with what other people think about them. And it starts to dictate the way that they live their life. Most of the time, it seems like you and I get most of our value, most of the truth of our life, based on what other people think about us. We find our value in our identity and what other people think. And when we do that, I think it completely destroys the confidence and joy that God the Father created in us when He made you and I. We get so wrapped up in what other people think about us that we lose sight of the truth of what Jesus says about us. Of who God says 
that we are. Did you know that you are the only you that there is? So if you ain't you, and you keep being concerned with trying to be like them, then the you that is supposed to be you can never be you, so the you inside of you is like, ah, and wants some freedom. And when you're so wrapped up in what other people think about you, the you that you were created to be can never fully express itself. And God uniquely created you to do something awesome. And I believe that each one of you is born for greatness. And that's why I love this story so much in Mark chapter 10 and verses 46 through 42. This story of a blind beggar named Bartimaeus and his encounter with Jesus. I think it reveals to us a person who said, man, you know what? I don't care what others think of me because I know who Jesus says that I am. In verse 46 of this story, the Bible says that this blind dude named Bartimaeus is sitting on the roadside. He's just chilling there, sitting on a curb, minding his own business, and he can't see nothing. Homeboy's blind, and he does this every single day. Bartimaeus doesn't have a home. All he's got is his curve and his darkness that is around him. And all day and all night, he sits on that curve and he hears as people walk by. And then the Bible records in verse 47, it says that he heard that Jesus was in town. Now Bartimaeus probably had heard maybe a little bit of who Jesus was. Maybe a little bit of what Jesus had been doing in other people's lives. But he's never seen Jesus. He's never seen Jesus face to face. He doesn't even know what he looks like. Bartimaeus is completely blind and in the darkness of his own life. But he hears, the Bible says, that Jesus is in town. So verse 47, the Bible says, he begins to cry out. And he says, Jesus... Son of David, have mercy on me. Now remember, he's completely blind. He can't see anything. But he's just sitting there on the curb crying out, Jesus, help me. Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, rescue me. Imagine being blind Bartimaeus. You can't see anything. You spend your whole life in darkness. And now all of a sudden you hear that there might be this dude who could save your life. And you cry now with everything within you. At the top of your lungs. All that you've got. You are crying out to Jesus but you can't see anything. And then all of a sudden, the people around you tell you to be quiet. The Bible says they tell him and they rebuke him. They tell him to be silent. They say, Bartimaeus, shut up. Why would you even believe that Jesus would want anything to do with you? Bartimaeus, be quiet. What a silly thing to believe that Jesus might actually want to do something in your life. What are you doing, Bartimaeus? Be quiet. But the Bible records, all of a sudden, blind Bartimaeus starts crying out even louder. He cries out to Jesus even more. And he says, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, I don't know about you, But if I was Bartimaeus in this story, and I was crying out with everything that is within me, and I was trapped in darkness and blind, and I was giving it all I got in hopes that something might save me, and then the people around me told me, hey, be quiet. Hey, shh. Nobody wants to hear from you. I don't know about you, but I'd probably do what they said. 
I would probably care way too much what other people think about me. So I would just sit on my curb and I would just sit there and I wouldn't live the awesome life that I was created for because I'm way too caught up in what other people think. So I'll just be quiet and I won't call out anymore. But in this story, that's not what Bartimaeus does. Now he's sitting on the curb and he wants to live this life that he knows that he was created for. So the Bible says that he cries out even more. He cries out even louder. And the Bible says in verse 49, and Jesus stopped. Jesus, the Son of the living God, God in a body, he stopped. Stopped in his tracks because he heard Bartimaeus' cry. Jesus heard him and he stopped right where he was and he turns to his disciples, his closest friends, and he says, go call him. Tell him to come. And his disciples, they get to Bartimaeus and they get to him. Now Bartimaeus can't see him. And all of a sudden, they say, hey, bro, he's calling you. Get up. Take heart. Bartimaeus, he, he's calling you. And the Bible records in verse 50, it says, throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. He sprang up and came to Jesus. Now remember this whole time, Bartimaeus spends his whole life on the curb, completely blind and unable to see. He doesn't have a house. All that Bartimaeus has for protection is that cloak. All that Bartimaeus has got that he knows is that curb. He's got two things, that cloak and that curb. In the minute that he heard that Jesus was calling him, you know what he did? He left his cloak and he left his curb and he went because he knew that this cloak and this curb can't protect me anymore. But that this Jesus God can set me free. I wonder how many of us get so wrapped up in what other people think about us that we just sit tight with our cloak on our curb, not living the incredible life that we were created for because we're so caught up in what other people think about us that we can't hear the truth that He is calling you. And Jesus said to him, what can I do for you? Verse 51 says that Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And blind Bartimaeus responds, I want to recover my son. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately the Bible says he could see. In this moment, as Bartimaeus encounters Jesus, his life is completely changed forever. In just a moment with Jesus, everything changes. Imagine the joy that is on Bartimaeus' face. Imagine the joy that is on this blind man's face when Jesus says your faith has made you well and his eyes open for the first time and he looks across and sees the Son of God smiling back at him. Imagine the joy that is on Bartimaeus' face all because he chose not to care what other people think about him but trust that who Jesus says that he is is enough. But what if in this story, what if in this story, Bartimaeus cared too much what people thought? What if in this story, as Bartimaeus is crying out to Jesus and people tell him to be quiet, what if Bartimaeus says, okay, and he cares so much what people think about him that he just stays there? 
he'd still be blind. Bartimaeus would have never seen a single day in his life because he, was, he would have been so wrapped up in what other people think about him that he wouldn't have enough courage to trust the truth that Jesus is calling him. I want to encourage you tonight that if you keep caring what other people think about you, you will just be blind your whole life to the truth that Jesus says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you keep caring what other people think about you, you will be blind to the truth that Jesus says you are the joy that is set before Him. If you keep getting wrapped up in caring more about what other people think about you than the truth that Jesus says about you, which is that you are loved, that you are called, that He came to this earth to set you free, then you will miss out on the exceedingly and abundantly more awesome life that you were called and created to live. He is calling you. He is calling you. But if you keep caring what other people think, you'll never hear Him calling. And you'll never get rid of that cloak. And you'll never get off that curve. I want to encourage somebody in here tonight that Jesus values you so much. He places so much value on your life that it is overflowing with the amount of love that He has for you that drowns out the thoughts of what other people might think of you. But if we spend all of our time worrying and caring what others think, then you'll never live into the truth of who you were created to be. I want to encourage you, just like the Bible says, get up. Cast it all off. He is calling you. And where Jesus is calling you isn't to fear and judgment. Where Jesus is calling you is to freedom and to joy. And He is calling you right here and right now. Be like Bartimaeus in the story. He didn't listen to all the other voices that were telling him to be quiet. He listened to the one true voice that was calling him into love and calling him into freedom. And that same voice, the voice of Jesus, is calling out to all of us. And I'm here to encourage you tonight that when Jesus calls to you, He tells you that you are loved, that you are known, that He desires to give you a life that is far more awesome than you could ever live. I love it because in this story, at the end of it, Jesus says, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And then the Bible records that Bartimaeus recovers his sight. And then there's a little comma, and then the next sentence says, and he follows Jesus on the way. Jesus says, go your way, Bartimaeus. Your faith has made you well. He recovers his sight, and the way that he was going was to Jesus. So after he recovers his sight, he continues to follow after Jesus. And I want to encourage you tonight that you don't got to live in darkness, because there is a God who loves you, and his name is Jesus, and he came to set you free, and he is calling you. Come on, let's pray together. Lord God, we love you. Lord God, we thank you so much for the gift and the opportunity that it is to be called by You, Lord Jesus. Would You give us enough courage to leave our cloak and get off our curb and come to You, Jesus. Would we stop caring so much what other people think about us, but would we listen to the one true voice of You, Lord Jesus. Thank You that You look at us and that You love us. 
would we believe, begin to believe the truth of who you say I am? And would we live that out with all we've got? Lord, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. 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 Y'all, we're going to sing one more song together. We're going to sing that song, Who You Say I Am, again. We're just going to sing a little shorter version of it. But could you stand with me? And let's sing together with all we've got. Who am I at the highest? Who am I? Lost, but he brought me through his love for me. Oh, his love.